0: what a great morning to gather together and to worship the Lord, um, to be reminded of the gospel and the good news of Jesus, and to hear about the work of ministry here in Charlotte, but also abroad. And so uh, we're going to transition now into a time of Q&A. So we're going to hear from our summer linkers. We're going to ask them some questions, hear more about their summer, and we'll go from there. So our first question is, what has been the biggest challenge this summer?
1: Do you want us to introduce ourselves? Yes, okay. I'm Gracie. I'm Georgia.
2: I'm Emmanuel.
0: Okay, now the biggest challenge of the summer.
2: Anyone can go first. Yeah, I'll go first. Um, I'd say the biggest challenge for me this summer uh, has really been um, fatigue. I struggle with fatigue, often um, physically and there are a lot of days where, I mean, there were a, a good many days this summer where I just didn't feel like up to going out and meeting people um, or being just present. Um, but uh, even in that, the Lord was just very gracious to sustain me in those times and to, and to just keep me going and to give me like constant encouragement, uh, whether it be from the team, uh, whether it be from those conversations in evangelism on those days when I didn't wanna go out or just from people from Kings who have been very faithful and intentional with us this summer. Um, so that was, the Lord has definitely helped me through that, but that was uh, a challenge.
3: Um, so I think my biggest challenge was um, just doing things I don't wanna do. Um, I do not enjoy talking to random people Um, And just, yeah, I don't enjoy that. Um, So just that was, I was really grown in that way as well. Um, It was every time that we did evangelism, each time I'm like, I just really am nervous. I don't want to talk to people. I don't want to say the wrong thing. Um, But each time God was faithful to just like to show me um, that it was good um, and it was just a sweet time. And I was a gift to do evangelism um, and just speak to people um, about who he is. Um, So he definitely, every time I was out out there just speaking to people, I was given um, a desire and, like, a joy that I didn't know that I could have um, because I just beforehand didn't. Um, So just specifically in evangelism and just also just, like, the times separately when I've been convicted of things, um, just through the Life Together book um, and just all these different things from other members that I'm like, oh, I need to implement that. And I really don't want to, but I know that it's good for me. Um, And it is
1: fruitful um, to do those things. So, yeah. Um, So, this summer I've been co-leading with Emmanuel. Um, So, one of the biggest challenges for me this summer was um, stewarding that position of leadership um, unto the Lord and not for me. (laughs) Um, Yeah, so, like, this summer just saw a lot of sin of selfishness and... Um, like wanting to control situations and people. um, Yeah, just like the sinful desires of my flesh there. And so I think I just saw like being in a position of leadership is a position where you really can, if you want to um, serve yourself and yeah, use that for your own desires. Um, Yeah, so I felt that tension a lot this summer. Yeah, and yeah, just a big challenge to go to the Lord and ask him to help me to desire to serve him um, and to serve our team and the community and not to prioritize myself. Um, So yeah, definitely failed a lot in doing that, but the Lord is gracious and um, he fulfilled his purpose for us this summer, like despite all of our sins and struggles, but yeah, definitely wanting to steward this position of leadership well, that was a challenge. Thank you for your <laughs> honesty. Um, the
0: second question, where have you seen the Lord work in your life?
1: Um, yeah, so I would say now at the end of the summer, my heart for the local church, just I just am much more affectionate for the local church than I was at the beginning of the summer. Um, I definitely loved Like, I loved the local church at the beginning of the summer, but I think just through being at King's Church this summer, um, a growing small church, being alongside Jordan and Catherine in just day-to-day ministry efforts of going out to share the gospel and try to, like, find um, people—yeah, sorry, I'm in an emotional state right now, (laughs) similar to Megan, I guess, but um, yeah, just, like, growing my heart for the importance of local church and church planting and— Um, Yeah, I just think the Lord has used, like the preaching of Titus, has used reading through um, that Life Together book that we've been doing in the discipleship groups, um, just to highlight, like for me, like fix my eyes on the, like just treasure of local church community and that it is so clearly designed um, or outlined in scripture for us by the Lord. And yeah, just feel very passionately about local church. Church planting efforts. Um, yeah, so thankful for how he's grown my heart in those ways. And thanks, you guys, because you guys are a big part of that.
3: <laughs> um, the Lord has definitely grown me in many ways um, this summer, um, but I think one thing is he's just revealed to me his sovereignty. Um, specifically one example is just over salvation um and just like the fact that i am not in control of that i think i came into the summer being like oh like i n- want to see this many people saved and i want to see this happen and and that 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 would mean that it's a good summer but it's like no like ultimately um we are all growing together and the name of jesus has been shared um and it is up to god for who comes to salvation thankfully that is that is not on my shoulders um so that has just really released pressure from um, for that and evangelism i'm like wow i can just speak the name of god and not feel like i have to do anything more than that Um, but yeah so and then also just in my daily life I think I um, have a tendency just to be um, super filled with anxiety over what's going to happen what am I going to do how am I going to fix this situation um, but ultimately like God is in control of my life um, and I am in the palm of his hand um, and I know that um, everything that I have he has provided um, and there's nothing I can do to get myself more um, because he will provide everything that I need so yeah. You know.
2: Yeah, I would say that um, the Lord has grown me this summer in uh, accepting challenges. Um, this summer has been just interesting, uh, an interesting testing of my faith, especially uh, in people that I've met. I feel like uh, somewhat uh, just being in Clemson so long, you kind of get used to the environment there, and it almost feels like being in a bubble. Um, so coming to Charlotte and meeting so many different people with faiths that i had never heard of before and challenges to the gospel that have never been posed to me before and having the opportunity for the lord to to work uh in my heart in those moments um to really just um really just encourage me in those times and and really like strengthen my belief of who he is in those times in those challenges that i've never heard of before um has been great Uh, i think it's just something that uh, encourages me as i seek to continue to do ministry um, And it will definitely change how uh, I do ministry in Clemson, I think.
0: Yeah, SummerLink is a challenge, and it's very sanctifying, as y'all can testify. Um, But it is so good because it really does push you, and it pushes you out of your comfort zone and makes you look like Jesus each and every day. Um, So our last question, we're entering into a little comedy hour. What has been the funniest moment of the summer?
2: I'll go Um, I think the funniest moment of the summer to just preface some of this we've been living here in the gym like not in the gym but beside the gym but that's all the gym over there so um, this is a church and this is considered a business so when you get packages delivered here um, it's a 50-50 shot on whether they'll just leave it or they'll take it back with them and I'd had some problems with Amazon taking my packages back with them, instead of dropping them off. But after that happened, there was a day where both Casey and I had a, were having a package delivered. Um, and instead of just leaving this time, the guy actually comes into the building, like into the gym. Like I think he saw Casey walked in. So he's like, oh, I can walk in here. And he followed Casey in, but he didn't just walk into the front of the gym, he walked into the back where our rooms were and walked into Georgia and Casey's room and the funny part comes with that I'm in the kitchen, I'm sitting in the kitchen when this happens, and I hear Casey talking to this man whose voice I don't know in the hallway, and I'm in the kitchen, and I just yell like, hello? <laughs> and nobody, like nobody, they're, they're still talking, nobody says anything to me. I said, hello, she was like, oh yeah, well that's my package, I can give Emmanuel's package to him, because he's here, and I was like, what? And there's still no response. And then the guy just leaves and Casey brings me my package. And it's like, Casey, who was that? And it's like, oh, it's the Amazon guy. Yeah, he, f- he walked in here and then he just, and he's just standing in the bedroom. He's just standing in our room. Uh, I think Georgia, Georgia was there too. So Georgia has an interesting perspective on that story as well. <laughs> but yeah, that was the funniest moment for me for sure.
0: That's very bold of the Amazon guy and some safety right there.
3: Yeah, I was like in bed taking a nap, like about to fall asleep whenever this guy just walks in the doorway. It was for sure interesting, um, but yeah, so one of my favorite things about being in Charlotte has been trying new foods, just international food that I've never had before because I grew up in a small town, so there wasn't an option for that. So um, we've been trying a lot of different things, um, and we have been suggested by many of you to go to Bond Me Brothers. Um, so. Me and Gracie go to get bon me. Um, we had to get Casey Bojangles because you know she's just picky. Um, <laughs> but so we're getting the bon me, and we're talking to the guy. We're like, what? Gracie asked him what his favorite was, and he said um, it was the classic. But most people like the grilled pork. So I'm like, I'll get the grilled pork. You get the classic. We'll split them. Um, that was a bold move. Um, I am in the car eating the grilled pork, and I'm back there like saying, this is the best thing ever, this is so good, I am so excited, Um, I want this more often. Um, And then Gracie's up front going, something is crunchy in my meat. And I'm like, you were probably eating a carrot, Um, but it it was the meat. Um, we get back to the church, and so I'm eating my half of the classic, and there's like a pasty meat in there, which I was not a fan of, um, but there was also just this like slab of deli meat that had like all different colors in it, like, well, it, it was all like shades of red and pink, but then there was like white strips and lines and dots in it, and I'm like, I don't know what this is, but Gracie ate her whole half, so I have to eat my whole half too. So I do. Um, and then afterwards we 're just like, "What in the world did we just eat?" So we go to the menu, we look at it, and it 's like one of the ingredients was head cheese and i 'm like oh that 's interesting! I never saw cheese on there. Um, so we look it up, and it is indeed a picture of that, um, which was all kinds of different colors of pink, um, red white dots, um, white lines, and a gelatinous um, type mixture just held together um, and it was pig flesh of the head of a pig, um, or calf, or the hoof, all kinds of different things mixed together, which for some people, maybe you like pig flesh, but I was not a fan that I had just found out that I just ate that whole thing of
1: pig flesh. So, yeah, that was fun. Yeah, that was a fun experience. Um, My story is also related to food. Yeah. Yeah. So I'm gonna say a few facts that I think you guys, most of y'all know, but they're important to the story. One, um, on Monday nights in the gym, there's basketball for the community. There's like, it's all guys who play. So guys come play basketball. Chad and Eric usually join. Uh, It's like ministry opportunity. Okay, fact number two um, is that there's a kitchen. I'm sure you guys know this. There's a kitchen directly connected to the gym. So it's connected by a normal door, but then around the kitchen, there's a countertop. And on one of the countertops, there's a door that opens from the ceiling. It opens upward, so it's like a a latch. So like if you opened it, it would be essentially a window from the kitchen into the gym or gym into kitchen. You might know what I'm talking about. Okay, fact number three is that we have been staying in the gym, so our rooms are connected. That kitchen has been our kitchen this summer, so we've been keeping our food there, cooking, everything's there. Food in the fridge, in the cabinets, some food's on the countertop, normal kitchen. Okay, so usually on Monday nights, because of the basketball, it usually gets kind of rowdy, so we would normally leave, go to eat dinner, or just go hang out in Jones Hall, watch a movie or something. So one of the first Monday nights we were here, we were, me and Georgia and Casey, I think we're in the kitchen. We we're like, okay, let's head outside, um, see where Emmanuel, Kate, and Bryce are. So we go outside, and then Casey, I don't, she left something in the kitchen. So she's like, oh, let me go run back and get something for the kitchen. So she goes into the kitchen, and then not 30 seconds later, comes running back out and says, um, the food is gone. She's just like almost hysterical, like the food is gone. And me and Georgia are like. What do you, the food is gone, what do you mean? Where's the food, what food are you talking about? And so, keep in mind, like we had just been in the kitchen two, not even two minutes earlier, and the food was there. And so, (laughs) Casey had come out and said, the food is gone. We go into the kitchen, and the three of us girls are standing there, and indeed, the food on the countertop is all gone, all of it. And so I'm sitting there like, how on earth, where did this food go? How could it have all just disappeared in the last two minutes like I I was like maybe the basketball players they had been playing for like an hour at this point so I was like maybe they got hungry and just wanted some of our fruit that was on the counter Um, but even then it's like it's been a minute how can they just get rid of all the fruit so quickly so we're sitting there trying to like do the math in our heads and then we noticed Chad kneeled down on the ground. We're like, Chad, what are you doing on the ground? And then we realized the food is all on the ground. So like all of our fruit that had been sitting on the counter, bread, is pretty much just like sprawled all over the ground. And we're just like, Chad, what, what happened? Because still like Casey had just been in there. He wasn't there. But then when we came back in, he was there. We're like, what is going on? And Chad, you explained to us that one of the guys playing basketball, like, I guess something had happened, and he was feeling like emotionally, there was an emotionally rich experience happening for him. (laughs) And so, this is all from what we heard from Chad, I think, but, I guess this guy, like, to express, or to, I don't know, release his emotions, had, from inside the gym, turned to that door that opens as a window, and, you know, like, pushed it open, like, you're releasing anger, like, ah, Pushing open the door, he did not know that all of our fruit was on the other side of that door. And so when he had flung the door open, our apples and bananas and bread went flying into the kitchen. And this all happened in the minute and a half that we had left. And so a lot had happened, um, but yeah, that kind of explained the mystery of like, why our food was gone. But yeah, after that we kept our fruit to the side of that door. We no longer kept it in front. So (laughs) yeah.
0: (laughs) (laughs) Thank y'all so much for the laughs. That concludes our Q and A. Y'all can clap for them. uh, we really are just thankful for our SummerLink team. Yeah, if you haven't talked to them, once again, emphasis on talking with them, saying thank you. Um, here in Charlotte, the harvest is plentiful, but the laborers are few. And so we are genuinely thankful um, that they sacrificed their summer to come up here to serve, to share the gospel, um, and to be a part of our church family. And so we're really going to miss them. We love them, and we're super thankful. So I'm going to pass it off to Emmanuel.
2: Well, good morning, King's Church family. How are you doing this morning? Um, I'm happy that I've gotten this opportunity to speak today. Uh just thankful to the Lord for being here. Thankful to Chad and Caleb and Eric for um, just letting me speak up here today. Uh, yeah, me and my team from Crosspoint have been here uh, for the past six weeks. I've had the pleasure of living and serving with all of you. Uh, I think I can speak for all of us in saying that we've been very blessed by your fellowship here um, and how you've been intentional to talk to us and how you've been intentional to pour into us in this time here. Um, I think one thing that sticks out very well about King's Church is that there is uh, definitely a spirit of unity here uh, that can be felt in your serving together, um, just in our fellowship and the fun times and the times where everyone is uh, committed to working together, uh, just see that as a as a church body from all of you. I've been very encouraged by it and it's something that I think that we'll try to just model more as we uh, depart from here and go back to Clemson. Um, and it's that kind of unity actually that we'll be talking about today. Um, our passage from the day is from Ephesians chapter four, verses one through seven, if you'd like to turn there now. Um, as a recap of Ephesians, um, it is a book that has a pretty strong message of unity uh, we see in chapter one Paul gives us the foundation of true unity and being predestined and um, adopted as sons and daughters uh, to God through Christ's sacrifice uh, and then in chapter two Paul calls us to remember our former selves as children of wrath lost in the passions of our flesh um, but we've now been reconciled um, through Christ's sacrifice And in Ephesians 3, we see Paul speak on the mystery of God's glory that was once hidden from the Gentiles, but now the Gentiles uh, are part of this one body, uh, united with people that they were once far away from. Um, And all of this leads us to where we are looking today in Ephesians 4, uh, with my main idea for today's message being that we are one in Christ alone. Uh, And let's read the text. Ephesians 4, 1 through 7, and it says... who is over all and through all and in all. But grace was given to each one of us according to the measure of Christ's gift. So my first point here uh, from the text is that unity requires us to walk in a manner worthy of our calling, as it says in verse one. Right? And what is our calling? Right, to be simply put, our calling is to worship the Lord with our whole lives. It means that as believers, we put our faith in Jesus and his sacrifice on the cross. And we don't do that as people who are puffed up, singing our own praises, or by disregarding the needs of the people around us. As we see in the text, walking in a manner worthy of our calling means that we are humble, patient, and gentle. It's a call to make little of ourselves and to make much of God in the work of salvation on the cross. Um, And practically, I'm going to talk about this being done uh, in two ways. One way is for us as a body, um, but as uh, us as people, to pursue personal holiness, right? Unity in the body of Christ is not possible if we are not personally seeking the Lord to put up to death sin in our lives. Um, this doesn't mean that we can be sinless as a body because of our personal efforts, but it does mean that we can grow together in sanctification uh, in our faithfulness to the Lord. Um, if we struggle right? And we rely only on ourselves to do that, um, then it won't work, right? We won't be able to hold ourselves to what God has called us to alone. So as a body, we have to hold each other accountable to what God has called us to do. We hold each other accountable to what God has called good. Um, And another way that we can walk in a manner worthy of our calling is to serve others, As it says in verse 2, we are to bear with one another in love. As a body of believers, we should be actively serving others, not for the purpose of our own glory or to be seen, but out of the love of God that has taken hold of our lives. In being united, we should help meet the needs of those in the body. Um, An example of this, two weeks ago, um, we had the opportunity of the Swishers asked for help uh, painting their home, and about 30 of us showed up. There was also a promise of pizza, But (laughs) that's not why we were there. Uh, We were there uh, to serve them because we love the Swishers. And we love the Swishers because God has loved us. And that was an outpouring of our love for them and for the Lord. Um, And furthermore, uh, than just seeking to serve each other in the body, we should be looking to serve outside the body um, through evangelism uh, and through just being a presence in the community around us. This is something that I've seen modeled greatly at King's Church um, but my encouragement here is for us to keep going, is to keep looking for opportunities to serve those around us. Um, this is something we can continually grow in. This is not something um, that's ever going to stop. There will always be more opportunities for us as a church, as a body, to serve together, and um, we should continue to do that. Um, and my challenge for anyone who's here, who's, who's been here, but maybe you haven't been plugged in, or maybe you haven't taken a chance to, to join in on the opportunities that we've had to serve together as a church body, my challenge is you is to be committed, right? And this is not just a call to be committed to King's Church. This is a call to, to be committed to being held accountable in the body. This is a call to be um, obedient to what the Lord has called us to do and serve others as he has called us to do. And we do that as a body believers. We don't just do that on our own. Uh, so let's, let's continue to walk together in unity in a manner that's worthy of what God has called us to. Uh, And as we continue on the topic of unity in the body of Christ, it brings me to my next point. Uh, We can rest in unity under the one, right? Something that is abundantly clear in verses four through six is that there is only one, right? As it says, there is one body and one spirit. We are called to one hope. There is one Lord, one faith, and one baptism. Uh, we serve one God who has given us hope that can only be found in Him. Right? We don't serve a God whose nature is unknown, and we don't serve many gods. We serve one, and all else will fail. He is the only Lord of all, and calls us to faith in one Savior, in Jesus Christ, who came and died once and for all, and calls us to faith in one. Calls us to. to faith oh sorry who came and died once and for all and was resurrected defeating death and redeeming sinners who are lost without him he is the one who we can be united under he alone has the power to save as the song says there is one gospel in which i stand for all eternity and that is through christ alone and together we can rest in that We can rest in the promise that Jesus has given us. And it's one promise, the promise that by grace, through faith, that we can have salvation, that we can have eternal life with God, right? In Matthew 16, 18, Jesus says that he is the rock that the church is built on, and the gates of hell shall not prevail against the church. And that's a true promise. The enemy cannot take this promise away from us. It's an eternal blessing. So let's rest together in the power of our Savior, Whatever we will let stop us from living in a manner that God has called us to has no merit. And if you're here and you haven't believed in Christ as your Savior, my call to you is to turn to him. Turn to the only one who can give you rest. Jesus is the solid rock, and we can stand on him together. And as I close, um, I'll leave with my final point, which is to remember the power of Christ's gift, um, as it says. Verse 7 says that grace was given to each of us according to the measure of Christ's gift. It doesn't say that grace was given accord to the merit of man, because if it was, we would have no hope. But it says that the measure, that the grace was given by the measure of Christ's gift, and that gift defeated the curse of sin. If you're here and you're in Christ, you have been given a gift of grace that is unmeasurable, It is a gift that allows us to be gathered here today. And more than that, it is a gift that unites a whole body of Christ. Let's be careful to remember that. What we experience here every day is a gift of grace. Romans 5, 8 through 11 sums it up well as it says this. But but God shows his love for us in that while we were still sinners, Christ died for us. Since therefore we have now been justified by his blood, much more shall we be saved by him from the wrath of God. For if while we were enemies, we were reconciled to God by the death of his son, much more now that we are reconciled, shall we be saved by his life. More than that, we also rejoice in God through our Lord Jesus Christ, through whom we have now received reconciliation. Jesus has done and will do more than we ever will. The grace of his sacrifice is sufficient for our every need. We can find true joy if we are in Christ. So if you're here and you haven't believed in Christ, today can be your day of repentance today can be the day you look to God and say that you no longer want to be lost in the ways of this world today you can enter into a body of Christ that is ever expanding and believers let us live united as those who are reconciled and King's Church continue to work as one and continue to encourage those that come to you as you've encouraged our team Uh, let's pray Dear God, thank you for this day, Lord. Um, Just thank you for uh, giving me words to speak, Lord, uh, to uh, this body of believers. Lord, I just pray that uh, we continue from here, uh, from this time today, uh, just encouraged by you uh, to live united as a body, working together uh, to serve you, Lord, and and to serve those around us by sharing your word and proclaiming your truth, Lord. I pray that um you can just help us to not grow complacent lord that we would continue to strive to continue to to seek sanctification god i pray all this in jesus name amen
4: thank you brother that was awesome hey um as our band makes their way back up you were probably looking at the bulletin and you were like a sermon after that Uh, i was thinking the same thing so we're going to call it an audible um, man, it's been awesome hearing from y'all. It's been it's been great. Love the qu- the Q and A. Love the uh, testimonies. And Emmanuel, thank you, brother, for encouraging us uh, as as we strive to be a unified church, as we strive to have that unity that only comes from Christ Jesus. As I was as I was driving over this morning, I knew what Emmanuel was going to talk on, and I was thinking about this: our unity. Our unity really does. Um, lead to two, two things. As we think about what we've been celebrating this morning, we started out thinking about pleading with the Father. You said, ask and I'll give the nations to you. Lord, that's, that's our longing. We want the nations to come to know Jesus. We want South Asians to come to know Jesus. We want the nations that surround this area right here to come to know Jesus. Then we sang about what Christ has done. Our God is a good and gracious King. He's given us salvation in the name of Jesus. We've, we have found forgiveness in Christ. And what happens as that forgiveness uh, seeps into us and it outplays into one another as we forgive one another for sins done against us? Man, what happens as, as we are unified? Two things happen. It's contagious, right? It's contagious. That unity bleeds over into, into all of our lives. And we're calling others into that. People want, they want to be loved. They want to be cared for. They want to have family. This unity is contagious, but what, it, what else is it? Man, it's compelling. It is compelling to those on the outside. Christ is sufficient. He's sufficient to meet all of our needs, He's sufficient to meet our greatest need. We were dead in our sins and trespasses, but God, in His grace and mercy, He has given us life in Christ Jesus. Oh, may we grow in unity, church. Summerlink, as y'all go back to Clemson, man, strive for unity. Strive to make disciples each day. I know school is gonna take off. There's going to be other responsibilities. Now let's make disciples. Let's make disciples all around Clemson University and all around that community. Kings, kings, let's make disciples here in our neighborhoods, in our apartments, in this community. Let's let's make disciples because we need to see more and more people know Jesus. We need to see more and more leaders raised up. We need to see more and more churches planted. Let's do this. Let me pray and then we're going to we're going to sing one more song. Our Father, we know your heart is to see a multitude of worshipers from every tribe, tongue, language, and nation. Oh God, we long to see that. We long to see your glory fill this earth as the waters cover the sea. Lord, would you do it? Would you use us? It's in Christ's name we pray, amen.
2: Yeah, In Ephesians, um...